or has anyone ever been to In-N-Out Burger with Ezra? <laughs> no, what does Ez do at In-N-Out Burger? I would like my milkshake animal style, please. So, so on, 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 so on the internet. So you basically, you know, there's, there's a secret menu, which is all free. Uh, and so you can't. <laughs> so it's a trap oh, no. for Ezra. No. So I don't understand why this is they happening. They snared you. So you can't, you can't not. So yeah. So basically you just, you just, if there's a customizable option, you have to get it obviously. But the thing that happened the last time we were at in and out is that like, I think they just had a couple extra people working the line, not necessarily like for any purpose, just to like, to say, you know, like, cause there's a very long line in the, in the drive through. And so every time they had to like talk through my like 16 step order, like so with, with, there's like five different people having to do it. Oh, so it's buddy. like, anyway, Look, Sarah, I just don't understand why this piece of cheese attached to a spring loaded metal device would be here. If not for me to eat the cheese, <laughs> this is free cheese. That's all I'm saying. This is very similar to a conversation we have almost every day. Okay, but, but, so, so if you, anyone ever wants to, it, what is it's um it's a it's a mustard fried uh, single burger because that's like I, I don't care if the cheese or extra burger parts, but it's a mustard fried uh, extra toast. You pay for. Wait, yeah. what's up? Mustard fried? Yeah. yeah. So you can put mustard on the burger and then they fry it like on the patty. Uh, that's actually yeah. something that a couple other burger places in LA do, and it's choice. Is it it's good? Very good. Yeah. Oh, cool. okay. Yeah. okay, okay, okay. So then, so, so, this is so, novel to me. Okay, so then you can do um, extra spread, um, extra tomatoes, uh, extra everything, which is just extra salad, like another salad on top of it. Uh-huh. Um, uh, chopped chilies, uh, extra pickles, which is something they'll give you if you don't ask for it. Um, <laughs> then also um, uh, whole grilled onions. Chopped grilled onions and regular onions. So you get three kinds of onions. <laughs> you no. don't do that. Tom you, no. this burger. Hi, he hi. really My does. Name is he and I'd really like does. Slippy mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like everything to shoot out from the bun as though spring loaded. <laughs> <laughs> and then to balance it out, you have to ask for extra toast to balance on the it out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, clearly the balance is off, so I'm with that part. Oh my God. I need this. For, oh, yeah. <laughs> This I really hope there's an in and out challenge that later this season so we can bring this back up on the air. <laughs> this is the kind of thing where like Ezra, as you pull up to the restaurant, the door inside the door on the glass door, there's a sign that says open and it mysteriously flips to closed. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> not for you. I mean, honestly, this is not the most stressful thing cult people deal with. So I think no. it's fine. No, 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 no. It's probably okay. true. But so, it's so still to balance a lot. it out. You do have yes, his order is not done yet. Come on. <laughs> you have to ask you have to ask for extra toast on the bun, otherwise it does fall apart in your hands. <laughs> There's a structural element to the extra ordering. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's what I do. And people don't don't like me there. And you will henceforth be known as extra as. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little oh, extra. extra fox. Oh, that's so fun. All right, well, we should do a podcast. My cheeks hurt from laughing already, but we should probably start. Sure. Is it time to hit record? Yes, Maya please. wishes that she had this lollipop, but it's not happening yet. Yeah. She, what she time is it? Easter it's basket. time for lollipop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go. You could hold it if that makes you happy, but I don't think it'll make things better, Maya. It's just, it's a later thing. Lollipops aren't now. Technically speaking, we don't even celebrate Easter, man. This is a bonus holiday for you. Uh, <laughs> this is the cultural exchange. I have had that conversation with my parents. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey everybody, welcome back to Pack Your Mics, the Top Chef podcast from the creators of Read and Weep. I'm Alex in Los Angeles with the incredible Megan. Hello. Hey, and we are joined today uh, by Nor- in Northern California by Ezra and Sarah and possibly some children. Hello. Hello. Hey guys, and also joining us uh, from Brooklyn, New York, it's Chris and Tanya. Hey. Accurate. Man, and what? round... <laughs> <laughs> and rounding out our complete panel for the fourth week in a row, this is a, the, the ah. best part of this season, uh, it is uh, also in Los Angeles, it's New Sarah and Kyle. Oh, hey. Beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> it's beep, just, beep. This is, in, in previous years, I don't, I think like it would be a very special occasion to get all of us together, and now we have all of us together all of the time, the full oh, eight. Oh, I thought you were saying that Sarah and Kyle were the best part. Yeah, I was no. very, I was very intimidated. I was like, yeah. wow, oh, I mean, interesting. sure, you know, yeah. why you know, not? Tough to you, fair. Sir. I'm not fair. I, t- I accept. I accept. You're I the chef. Meant, I'm the cook. There's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of downsides to a pandemic, but one is that we get a full eight person panel and I enjoy that. That was what I meant. That was it. I got it. I understood. It's definitely a silver lining. I'm with you. Clearly the best part of the podcast is Maya wanting a lollipop. Oh, man. (laughs) She's holding it now, I think. She's cuddling it. You're going to get some descent on that one. She's She's cuddling. She's been cuddling her Easter basket. You know, she had a chocolate rabbit, some lollipops, some gummies, which we did let her have. But since then, it's just cuddling it until... Given. Well, happy Easter, everybody. Um, a new episode has risen, and we are here to talk about it. This is season 17, episode 4 of Top Chef. Um, and let's start out today, you guys, with some Spawn Con, huh? What, what else could we use on uh, in this difficult time than a really aggressive Trolls 2 tie-in? <laughs> I thought you were okay. saying that we got sponsored by something and What's we were going to the- do a tie-in. Did, did, we, did we get sponsored by Trolls 2 also, Alex? It, you know, from looking around the city of Los Angeles, it seems like we might be literally the only thing that didn't get money from Trolls 2. I feel like this movie is brainwashing me because we also, like, had, before all this broke out, like, we go to movies pretty regularly. And it, that trailer was before every movie. It did yeah. not matter what the movie was. I think it was before, like, Little Women. It, it's like, <laughs> awful. So we've seen that trailer so many times. And I knew that we were getting a little bit cabin fevery when yesterday Kyle turns to me and says, totally seriously, do we watch Trolls World Tour? <laughs> <laughs> I This had a lot of, like, very strange feelings appended to it because they kept being like, and the red carpet and i was like oh guys yeah, yeah. i was like that's not oh, happening no. well no on, the, on no. the plus side you know our good friends and lovely people who won uh don't have to sit through trolls world tour now they might they might just be happy about that i was thinking yeah. that too what if they give them like a red carpet like you know like delivery like uh, you know like like uh like in a box and they can have their own premiere at home Oh, that's fun! And then they yeah. have to watch the movie still. I, I mean, they should stand uh, well, on a guys, red there's, carpet there's... in your own house, wondering what to do with your arms. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have to worry about Justin Timberlake photo bombing you. True. Uh, uh, what a relief! There, there is zero uh. chance, guys, that at, by the end of this week, Sarah and I will have not watched Trolls two three times. <laughs> yeah. Man, well, that's a d- tough. To be life. clear, Trolls two already happened. It's Trolls World Tour that. This oh, sorry, is this is Trolls correct? three. I thought no, it was no, World no, Tour. No, no, no. It's not getting a numeral. It's just called Trolls oh, you're World, right. World Tour. Maybe this it's because is, is it to try to like like dissociate it from Troll Two? Like the, the like the oh, yeah, yeah, this is like to- it's like Tokyo Drift where it's a different timeline. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one where the blue troll didn't die. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my but god! Beautiful. Um, also, I do feel like yes, we got the heaviest spawn of all the con, but we also got Kelly Clarkson, who yep. is a delight. Yeah, yeah. super Sunbeam. fun. Yes. Yeah, she, she was super fun. Well, and that's actually that was like I think the uh, sort of awkward part of it is they made them watch the trailer, which I don't think in any previous tie-in they've had to sit through, a, like. Uh, the teacher is feeling sick. TV rolled into the room <laughs> situation, and then they watched. They just watched the trailer and did not laugh uh, at that of the supposed comedy. And then Padma says, "Well, the music seems good." Wait, uh, was, we did not see this scene. Yeah, me neither. Wait, really? Yeah, what? what? Really? Yeah. I don't remember that either. I don't but think I, just I saw that. Scene. My brain is bad. Oh, oh my they, god! They did watch happen? it. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, we certainly watched yeah. the scene, and I don't know that we watched a like a director's cut of this episode. <laughs> yeah, wait, tell us How more did we about all this. Black out did, this did, part. Were you guys also what? watching on the Bravo app? Because like yeah, I just maybe they cut it. it on on the streaming. No, maybe we were on, on iTunes. Streaming. Oh, interesting. Um, Weird. Yeah, maybe you guys got a special where they maybe they weren't allowed to show the content on the streaming app for some reason. Uh, that could be. And we watched Actually, the TV there could version. be some weird licensing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, it's licensing. I'm sure it is. Yeah, that makes the most sense. Yeah, we just watched the we watched the TV version, and they just yeah they showed the they showed the trailer on a television, and then nobody laughed, and it was <laughs> the hardest part. And yeah, and then Padma goes, the music seems really good, and because Kelly is right there, which um, oh yeah, I mean Kelly wasn't in charge of the jokes. So. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, they were like, we're here Presumably. to tell you it's colorful, and Kelly is in the movie. Those two things are not bad, probably. Um, but I still think it seems like a really having watched the trailer also before every movie that we've watched. You know, it's like if you like if you like Hereditary, you're gonna love Trolls World Tour. Um, so we've seen it a lot. It doesn't look like a good movie, and so I think it's probably a relief not to have to sit through the whole thing. Well, we'll probably uh, be back next week, Sarah and I defending we'll let you know. Trolls World Tour as. The thing that's keeping us sane this Is it day. weirdly hard to say? Every time I say it, I'm like, Trolls World Tour. Yeah, I guess it's <laughs> like, well, 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 TWT like is probably what we'll do it now. tongue yeah. twister. Oh, yeah. T-dubs. T-dubs, that's the best one. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the ap- actual challenge, the cooking-related thing, was so as to tie into this and to um, make some delicious food for human sunbeam Kelly Clarkson, the chefs each had to pick one thing from a table of awful colored things. And then make them into some sort of a cohesive dish. And then the winners would get to go to this red carpet if it had happened. Um, I, so, so if we strip back the layers of trolls, if we strip back the movie parts, do we enjoy the color challenge? Yes, I like that. Okay, good. I, I, it's it's a really simple thing. It seemed like the smartest way they could actually do a really food-focused thing for that. Like, there were some weird ingredients in there. Like, there was the rock candy that Stephanie used. Yeah. But it didn't go full chopped, like, crazy pants. You have to combine, like, gummy fish and, like, I don't know, yeah, prime was the hardest one, you know, with the rock candy and the cotton candy. But, like, mm-hmm. food is orange. Food is yes. red. It is know? kind of weird to translate, I guess, music into colors and then those back into food. I feel like you do kind of lose some translation there. Uh, <laughs> and that's like, I don't know how like Kelly Clarkson is really expert anymore, except for being made out of light. Uh, so, yeah. So Well, right, which does make up um, I take color. it back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, never mind. It all works out. I do wonder if she had some sort of synesthesia, if she'd be like, this tastes like numbers. That would be a really fun journey. Guys, guys, Sarah does have a mild synesthesia. Do you really? Do things taste like numbers? No, no. I don't have it with taste. I have it with, like, 
Any any words pretty much have colors. Yeah, just words uh, so, have colors. Is that that's what it is? Oh, that's dope. It does seem fun. It's kind of fun, but it's just it's just normal, man. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just have an extra dimension to the earth that we don't have, and I think that's fun. Um, yeah, they didn't. They wasn't. It wasn't too crazy balls, except for, for the rock sugar, uh, which um, Seymour made into a uh, into put into peanut sauce. Oh yeah. Yep. For her and Malarkey rolls. took uh, cotton candy and turned it into weird curdy ice cream. Oh yeah, he ruined cotton candy. And that and machine. Ice cream. And, and ice that cream. machine. Yeah. <laughs> that was the other thing that made it feel like chopped is it, someone messed up an ice cream machine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Are those just impossible to use? Like, like I feel like I don't I've think never they're s- easy. Okay. No, they take they a long be. time to like get up to speed. I think is that's the thing. The thing with is them. they're impossible to use quickly. Yeah, yeah, I think if you, they can smell fear. So, like, if you approach <laughs> an ice cream machine in a panic, they're like a pressure it's cooker. It's like, wow, I sure would love to destroy this for you. <laughs> do, um, uh, speaking of terrible challenges, did you guys see the new cooking competition on um, soon to be defunct app Quibi? No. Yes. Yeah, but I can't do Quibi. We no, can't get not. into no, it, no, guys. No, no one I, can. You very shouldn't. premise is rude to me, so <laughs> I just can't. I can't right now. Everything about it is awful, but they have a cooking show called Dishmantled. Um, like dismantled, but with dish. No, I, we all uh, understand. We had a, yeah, yeah. Got it's it helping. On. Where they take a, a plate of food and blindfold a chef and then explode the food at the chef. They literally blow it up. And the chef has to eat the food off themselves and the ground, decide what was cooked, and then in 30 minutes recreate the dish. Oh, I hate no. that so much. Isn't that... This it, it it's sort like, of... Re- yeah, <laughs> but it's related to what we're seeing next week on Top Chef, right? Yeah. Are they blowing something up next week? No, they're, they're their, their families are eating a thing and then really. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was a was. Lost in Translation... There's a Lost in Translation episode coming up. Yeah. yeah. I... It's just, I, I'm not going to watch anything on Quibi, obviously, for for uh, the reasons everyone else is not going to watch anything on Quibi. But, man, blowing up food at a chef. It, and the, 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 the review I saw of it said, all of the celebrity guests seem to be drunk, uh, which I enjoy. <laughs> that one you actually which could get me with. the way you agree. I just don't know why, like, why, like... Like you would never like be like, here's a famous novelist. Why don't we just throw a shredded book at them and have them figure out what it was and try to put it back together? Hold on. Which novelist? I can see this working. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, um, Gregory wins the Trolls World Tour Challenge with his vegan butternut squash soup, which is rad and also kind of a a hint of what is to come. Mm -hmm. And then... uh, before we to, get to the challenge, yeah. one thing I want to mitch up, mention that we got that we like breezed past was that uh, Karen had a flash mob at her wedding. Yeah, to a Kelly Clarkson song. Wait, did we miss that? Was that not on our edit? What? Was that your trade? I heard that. I didn't think it was clear that it was to Kelly Clarkson. I feel like I had to assume that. Yeah, this must be what they put in the streaming version and took (laughs) out of our version. No, she said that when she was talking about how like Kelly Clarkson legitimately a fan of yours, we did a flash mob at her at my wedding to your song "Tie It Up." Yeah, yeah, I, don't I, don't know. Know. Saying, tie so I, I heard sweet. to tie it up, and I was like, I bet that's a Kelly Clarkson song. Uh, Otherwise, it's a weird comment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, it is a Kelly Clarkson song that is exclusively about getting married. It's about like let's oh. set the date, let's hire a band, let's cut the cake, tie up the cans. 
Oh. Okay. Oh. Well, presumably that that was like their also their to do list beforehand as well. So like, <laughs> yeah. like, how are we doing via Kelly Clarkson? This is our flash mob slash work party. <laughs> yeah, Karen calls it a flash mob, but that's just getting the like wedding mise en place in place, and she's tricking all her family members to do it. Oh man, wedding mise en place is a great phrase. Um, yeah, I don't remember that at all. So either I missed it or it was cut out. Man, this is gonna be so weird if we watched a different edit of this episode. Are, here's, a, here's an important question that I haven't had a- adequately answered. Are we actually in parallel timelines right now, guys? Because we haven't seen anyone in real life, but maybe like Zoom it's can just like possible bridge over the different like different uh, parallel universes uh, and and like so like internet like goes through it, but like we actually are in a different universe each of us. Oh, uh, right. So every time. Every time we get on Zoom, we're not seeing our actual friends through that screen. We're seeing a version of our friends. Yeah, Zoom in a actually. This is universe. one of the many privacy concerns with Zoom. Is it actually makes a copy of the people you're looking at? <laughs> yeah, it's it's the transporter problem. It's it's really dangerous, but it's it's worth it for the convenience. It's, it's just, just yeah, the compression is better than Google. Yeah, Hangouts, exactly. So it's a, way, it's still. a backdoor to getting better yeah. compression. I, I mean, really, this is all viral marketing for devs. Oh. Good to know. Uh, Wait, is that a Quibi? <laughs> no. no I wish it was a Quibi. We can't get into it right now. Okay, we don't have okay. time. Instead, let's move on to the elimination challenge uh, where the chefs are, are asked to make a six-course progressive exclusively vegetarian meal in yep. two teams, um, which turns out to be, as far as I can tell, not an issue at all for the rest of the episode. Um, the vegetarianness is like besides just making the food look, food look more edible to me, seem to not be a huge issue. Yeah, you've got uh, really good chefs. And, yeah. uh, you know, the one thing I would say is it became a little trickier for the progression for one of the teams. Yeah, it was a little bit weird with the progression. Exactly right. That well, was the, thing, the only it, thing. Yeah, it's clear that, like, one of the things you probably learn at some point in your chef career is how to do a six-course anything. And there are, like, rules about courses and yeah. progressive menus that I don't necessarily know, but uh, were interesting to ponder. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I think in previous seasons when they've announced vegetarian challenges, the chefs have seemed more thrown. This group did not, they were like mostly pleased. Everybody was, seemed pretty happy about it. I was a little worried about Kevin having nothing to do with Kevin. It was just about me and my worry. But when they showed him right after they announced it, I thought his face looked a little scared. Yep. But yeah. then he clearly was fine and I was projecting. Yeah, Kevin and Jen both looked uh, pretty, you know, out of their element as far as a face reaction. Right. Because Kevin basically has a barbecue restaurant and Jen is Miss Fish. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Yes, Jen's face journey was very fun to watch. We were around <laughs> it a couple times. She has a good yes. range. It was good a six-course progressive face journey. <laughs> um yeah, I this uh, you know obviously for a show that is three eighths vegetarian, um, that watching a cooking show, this is a fun time for us, right? Did you have a good time, Megan, thinking you could actually eat this food? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't know, like I or did it not mean anything at all to you? Did you I feel nothing? I, I I guess I don't. Um... Like to me, it's just the TV food, and so right. like I can't eat it anyway. So <laughs> That's so true. It's such a good point, Megan. You really should. <laughs> you don't have to eat the TV food. That's a I, wow. Yeah. Once again, sensible, grounded advice from Megan. <laughs> <laughs> always trying to. I, I'm always getting excited, flying off the handle, trying to eat TV food. She's like, no, I can't do it. There's um, some things that are not food, Alex. That sometimes when I was growing up, I would be upset that I couldn't eat, and and like yeah. like, like Christmas lights would be one of them. Oh, sure, yeah. Forbidden Skittles. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I, uh, also just, okay, well, if that didn't mean anything to you, I did like, so the judge was, um, Jeremy Fox, who I had not heard of before, but he's the owner of a restaurant here called Birdie G's uh, and a self-described a carrot guy. Um, but he has actually a Michelin star. He got a Michelin star for a restaurant in Napa that is a vegetarian restaurant attached to a yoga studio, which does not sound like it will make Michelin star quality food. It sounds but like also it'll does make... not sound like it would ever go out of business either. So it's a yoga studio in Napa, though, so the odds are much higher that it would sure. get a Michelin star than that type of restaurant anywhere else. Birdie but G's rules, by the way. Does it really? Yeah, yes. it's not vegetarian, but they have a ton of vegetarian stuff there, and it's just like excellent diner food. Oh, cool! Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's definitely going to go on our short list. Then that seems that guy. I just really liked the. I like the cut of that guy's jib. Um, just, I mean, getting a Michelin star for a vegetarian restaurant is not a common practice, so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess, uh, I wanted people to be maybe a little more thrown now that I think about it by the vegetarians. We could talk more about what it takes, but mostly they were just like, "That's fine," and everything looked good except Volt, who smoked beats. Um, yeah, but uh, oh, because you don't like beets. This is Jen's very personal to you. Yeah, this is like right. Alex's subjective journey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what else am I? Okay. Uh, here is Alex's objective journey. Um, beats are the worst. I don't know. How do you do? Whoa, how do you there's a lot. Of, there's yeah. a lot of other things in the world to make those the worst. I know, but that's subjectivity. Yeah. You can't argue yeah. with it. Listen, um, beats aren't as far down as aioli, but they're in the <laughs> they're in the sphere. Oh man, what you're about trying a, to a trick beat me. aioli. Oh. <laughs> it's the both oh. textures. Um, I'm sure. Actually, I will say, yeah. Please, one one aspect, and maybe like talking about the non drama of this. Yeah. Um, that made this maybe easier. Not to mention the the. I guess we already talked about the skill of these chefs as a group. But you're dealing with late summer Southern California farmers market. Like, yeah, you, it's hard to get better in terms of general quality of than mm-hmm. what you're dealing with there. Yeah, they were so. Um, thrilled about the Santa Monica Farmer's Market. Sarah and Kyle, have you guys been to the Santa Monica Farmer's Market? No, but... Hell no. It, no that's, it's, <laughs> Santa Monica is a bit of a voyage, which is why we've only been to uh, Birdie G's once. It's in Santa Monica, but um, all the farmer's markets in general are excellent in Los yeah. Angeles, and pretty much any neighborhood will have one. A lot of them are year-round, actually, but yeah. late summer is like, you really can't go wrong. I don't consider myself that good of a cook, and it's really hard to mess up the vegetables that you get from the farmer's market in summer. I guess I mostly just think of Santa Monica as a mall, and mm. so the oh, fact that it has It's a whole fresh city. Fr- yeah, it's got a whole city there. That's cool. Um, Inside uh, the mall. <laughs> it, is, it is. I mean, I'm not... I'm not that far off, right? It is like 80% mall as a city. Uh, no, I'd say it's like 25% startups, oh. uh, 25% mall, and then probably the other 50% is beach. beach. Yeah, and then yeah. beach, which is like yeah. a mall. Um, yeah, what? Does it tell us more about that hot take? It's a body mall. <laughs> <laughs> what is a beach but a water mall? Um, With some carbon cream. Just a series of different stalls of water coming in. Anyway, um, what, what else? Uh, anything else jump out of you guys from the uh, from the vegetarian uh, progressions here from the red team or the blue team? I mean, I think we learned quickly that the like the the other like tricky element of this was that they wouldn't know what they were going to ha- get until they were at the market and they had to do their planning ahead of being at the market 
And yeah. so we had a team that basically was like, here's what we want the experience of the coursing to be. And we had a team that was like, oh, I'm pretty sure they're going to have mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In his defense, how would he know that the mushroom truck wasn't going to show up that day? Why would he just assume? But this is the thing is like, it's pretty clear that they're like, there's going to be a surprise element of like what they're slinging. Yeah. And he was just like, well, let's assume that they're slinging all the things I want. Which is like not. Mushrooms not are saying, super. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I'm not trying to like say that just Volt is the problem here. I'm just saying like that idea is faulty yeah but it wasn't it great watching him just stand by the closed mushroom stall for an hour waiting to see if mushroom guy would come in today <laughs> yeah. yeah and also it's a thing where like i don't think mushrooms are always like guaranteed things at farmers markets like you right. see lots of greens lots of fruit lots of like st- like farm vegetables but mushrooms are sort of like the outlier where when it's there you're getting good stuff but it's also the it's not as prevalent and it's more likely that you're going to have, like, an individual, like, I mean, just, you know, like, a guy. There's, like, going to be a mushroom guy. Like, that's true mm-hmm. of our experience in farmer's markets here, yes. too, is, yes. like, your average stand doesn't just also have mushrooms. Like, usually there's, like, right. one dude who's, like, this hen of the woods is $45. <laughs> has um, it. has anyone, ever been to, anyone ever been to a mushroom farm? No. no. We went uh I thought you didn't farm them. I thought you found them with pigs in the woods. Uh, truff- Those are truffles. Oh. Okay. Yeah, and you can find other stuff with pigs, I guess, but but I guess you can find a whole mushroom farm with really good pigs. There's, there's a Sesame Street episode where they take you to a mushroom farm, so I've kind of cool. yeah. So for for a while to understand, like my dad for his birthday would uh, go to a different like farm or factory type place uh, and take us all. Um, that's like sort of like I don't know, it's just like kind of a fun thing to do. Uh, and so <laughs> we went to a mushroom farm. It's sort of like imagine like. Like you, you moved into a house that like had like a really bad like cellar and or basement, uh, hmm. but then someone like made the best use of it they could. <laughs> okay, it's um, like this, like this is like this feels like this is like like just like a this is like a wet closet uh, that's like mostly dirt, um, but but also like I guess you grow edible stuff there, so it's hmm. like it's like yeah, it's like it's out of control, but we can eat it, so it's good. Is it big? Um, yeah, I mean they, they can be like it's a large like, wet closet made out of dirt. Yeah, like, I don't know, I, I feel like where we're at, like, picture kind of, like, maybe, like, greenhouse size, I guess, where it's, like, yeah, it's, like, a, a good chunk. Uh, hmm. Like, you, you walk A wet through. basement closet. Yeah, wet See, basement I, closet. I do love mushrooms, but uh, hearing you describe them and where they come from, it makes me want to not like it. Well, <laughs> that's a choice Too you can bad. make. <laughs> it's still going to like it. And it they doesn't... come from where they come from. <laughs> what if there was a pig in the dirt closet? I would enjoy that pig. Um, yeah. That would be fun. We would be That's friends. That's the easiest job if you're like the mushroom finder in the mushroom farm <laughs> as a pig. Like, Guys, all around me. I'm taking a nap. <laughs> Guys, I did it again. <laughs> I'll give another win for the pea bag. It's like a docent at a butterfly farm. The kids go, where are the butterflies? You're like, around you. Yeah, <laughs> just stand still. Um, but then when you leave, you have to check to make sure there's none, no mushrooms on you. Mm. Not smuggling out any mushrooms or butterflies. Um, uh, I thought the uh, I, I would have enjoyed very much Jen's jerk cauliflower. I think I do like a. Um, oh yeah, a but it did not look good, right? That was the no. one where no, when she put yeah. it down. I was like, oh my god, I would never eat that, and was surprised. No, that's that true, it. but it does sound. Of and these, because because these were all very very pretty dishes. What do, what do you guys think looked the best, the most appetizing of what Le- people? Made? I thought Leanne's was beautiful. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I was so Leanne decided she announced she was making crudite, and that was a surprise to me. Sure. Even if it's the best crudite in the world, it does seem like a little bit unchefy. 
And a yeah. second course letdown. It ended up being very blah, but it did look pretty. Yeah, it definitely yeah, it pretty. And we've really had beautiful. we have had beautiful, expensive crudite before that was very good. It's just also, it just seems like Leanne was going to also open a small tub of ranch in the middle of her dish. It just seemed not that fancy. That could have yeah. worked, right? Like <laughs> Hidden Valley would have been really down, especially if you could have did like six color uh, Hidden Valley with like uh, like overlapping spawn cons. She's not going home for that. <laughs> That's true. Um, I thought also Nini's um, peaches and cream cream puff that was uh, that looked like it weighed twelve pounds. I, I would have enjoyed that cream puff. Yeah. It was a that big cream puff. so, so good. Yeah, I looked for confidence also when she was like, yeah. it's like not, not to be bragging, but I got this. I got this. Yeah. Letter. Yep. Well, Nini's, Nini's a former pastry chef. Yeah. So she's got, she's got that background. That's such a really rad like... background. Go ahead, Kyle. Oh, no. I wanted to call out Melissa uh, for yeah. the coconut yeah, soup. Should. Like, I thought, like, it lo- you could see the textures paired together of, like, the ch- garlic chives uh, and the just like the creamy soup, uh, yeah. compl- I th- was it her soup or Gregory's from the Quick Fire that got complimented on the viscosity? I think that was hers. Oh. I think she had the perfect. Because I was like, that's a weird, that's a weird compliment. But I feel like people, yeah. Like, yeah. But I think it was yeah, Melissa's like perfectly viscous corn soup. Yeah, yeah. And I think and it, Karen's was gorgeous right after that with the uh, the pasta mm-hmm. with all the greens on it. Oh yeah, yeah that's that's good. Good. pasta. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think somebody mentioned this in the mailbag too, but I, I guess I would have expected a little more pasta. I'm surprised there was only the one pasta in a vegetarian yeah. meal. Oh, Joe, Joe you, is gone, so. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? I just realized that the kind of like additional silver lining of the mushroom guy not being there for Volt was that he had to think outside of the mushroom entree for a vegetarian, which, like, mm, no disrespect yeah. to mushrooms. I also love them, but that is the place that people always go to if they're thinking of like a meat substitute and it was yeah. so cool to see that type of thought process and preparation with another vegetable and and yeah. uh, mushrooms as a meat substitute they are like they have a, an, a good texture for it and they taste delicious but they are just hollow water and mm-hmm. so if you eat a mushroom meat substitute you will be hungry again in three minutes so it's nice to have something that's got a little bit more heft to it for real like a beet did you just compliment a beet well, mostly I like the sprouted legumes and grains underneath yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, know. The, I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't eaten a lot of beets. So I don't know how it fills you up. but I like uh, beets. I they beets. do not fill you up. You but most people do. Honestly, and guys, you know what? I like aioli, too. So I guess that's just what I'm saying on the podcast now. Yeah. I also, so, I also like aioli. I like aioli. <laughs> to be fair to Alex, he does eat most things. So if he, you know, the, the fact that he doesn't like vegetables. beets... <laughs> Well, I mean, if it's a food, you'll try it, uh-huh. unless it's meat, I guess. But yeah, I have been. So I think the the dislike of beets is just it's the beets are so it's such a it deeply really deep childhood yeah. trauma thing. But I have been trying to like microdose beets over the last couple of years <laughs> to get Ooh. okay with it. So tripping like, on beets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I smoked a little beet before I came on this show today. Is it um, all beets? Like the the golden ones also are those also? I be- think probably the gold ones would not be as bad. But like, it's like a texture thing for you, right? Yeah, it's and it's if it's so like the like a little pickled beet is something I will definitely try, even though I won't enjoy it. I will keep doing it so that eventually I get to like beets. My goal is by the time I'm forty to like beets again. So I'm working towards this. Godspeed. Yeah. I'm Did you have like a stomach bug one time after yep. eating beets or something? Uh. Yep, that's Hi. it. Okay, I, think, well, that's... I feel like everyone has one thing that they threw up as a kid, and then it's like yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, macarons for me. 
Oh no! Yeah, no, they're not, not the that, saddest one. They're not it's, that good, guys. I'm sorry. It saves you a lot of money. You as actually, I just don't. I I I did not throw up after eating them, but I just don't find them to be that compelling. Oh, they're they're a little too sweet. Oh, you they're guys. really sweet, and they have like no structural. I love they them just don't so have much. Have a lot to offer. I'm sorry. Well, on the plus side, Ezra, you're saving nine dollars per cookie. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I would make them for you guys for free. Oh, okay. Ooh. I'll take. Four. Oh no, this is this is so problematic for me. Down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Maybe there's I something them. about them that I haven't appreciated before. Oh, mine are tough. If you don't like the ones that professionals make, you're not gonna like mine. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I just imagine that a homemade version will be like slightly less rinky-dink and precious, and that oh, actually it'll be big and weird. <laughs> it'll be a lot more rinky-dink, but less precious. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, while we're talking about things we don't enjoy, I would yes. have to say uh, worst dish of the progression of either progression is Brian Malarkey's hat. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He really he really stuck with that. Upsetting. It was, it was a tough week for Team Malarkey in this yeah, household. I don't think we're. I don't think anyone's yeah. left on Team Malarkey. In Let's talk more right. about Malarkey. So he had the upsetting hat. His dish was <laughs> tomatoes and cheese. Which is delicious. I mean, you I really thought that was going to get him sent home. Yeah. yeah like, Tom looked so offended. Yes, Tom so was offended. mad. Oh, yeah. And you don't usually get to survive, even if your food is okay, with Tom mad. Yeah. Tom yeah. mad, not good. Um, like, although I did, well the, the one thing I thought was telling. Broadly. Like, what happened there? Um, what? Sorry. Oh, I just said he may as well have served beef and broccoli. Like, why oh, did he do that? Yeah. I, I mean,. I love burrata so much. I think the telling thing was Padma said after when Tom was so mad about it, Padma was like, and the, and the vinaigrette wasn't that delicious. And that right. says to me that it was actually pretty tasty. It just wasn't impressive enough. And so if Lisa's was not tasty, then or was more, it was actually like upsetting to eat that that would be the greater sin. But man, I'm surprised Tom was not like still in still talking about it next week, how mad he was about the tomatoes and burrata. Well, greasy, lukewarm fried Brussels sprouts with like claggy uh, topping. Intentionally and, lukewarm, and you mean? Yeah. <laughs> hunks of apple. Uh, yes, chef, that was my intention. I oh, wanted it man. all to be kind of warm. Why? I don't think has anyone ever said when when they're asked, "Is this the way you meant to serve it?" Why does no one say, "Look, it's not perfect. Uh, like I was hoping for a little different, but it's. I'm hoping it's still good enough." Why does everyone lie and say my goal was lukewarm food? No, yeah, why does someone have shrug and say? There's someone, on, there's someone on the on the quick fire though that was like, Jamie. it was was it Jared? Uh, no, it might have been Jamie. Malarkey. It, it, that was the actually the one positive for Team Malarkey was he. Um, they asked about the texture and he was like, "Oh yes, I definitely meant that." Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. a sarcastic agreement. Yeah, yeah the sarcastic. That was, that was the best really, answer. I think. Really, really confused Kelly Clarkson for a second. <laughs> <laughs> in my in my edit, at least. Yeah, she still yeah. liked it. Um, in my edit, she understands sarcasm, but we just watched a different show. <laughs> See, different, different par- parallel universe. Uh, it makes sense. <laughs> um, which do you guys think? So, which one makes you matter? The the bad Brussels sprouts or the just tomatoes and burrata? As a diner, I would be much madder about the Brussels sprouts because a bad yeah. Brussels sprouts is really frustrating because they're so tasty if handled yep. right. Yep, and heard. I always love burrata and tomato, even though yeah. it's boring. I'm just a little basic bee, and I would eat that whole plate. Oh, yeah, no, that sounds, I yeah. mean, it sounds amazing, honestly. It just does seem like a little unimpressive for him, but I would love I, it. All right, another thing. I don't actually like burrata that much. It's oh. kind of too messy. I'm sorry. It's too messy? It's what? too messy. 
It's not as eating it with your hands. No, you want just, it it's... fully squished into fresh mozz, right? Yeah, I, it's it's just it's like it spews out on the plate. I'm just like I, this is this is getting me uncomfortable. I'm feeling I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling nervous by trying to sop up all the like the bits of like I don't know like is it it's just like it's just milky water on the side. Maybe maybe you need an extra toasted bun. Yeah, more toasted. <laughs> that would have solved it. If you had 14 kinds of onion, would it help? <laughs> well, if if those are options that I can have for free, and no one will judge me too is a much. Free yeah. add-on. Yeah. <laughs> ah, so I do. I do get burrata on the like the all you can. Oh pizza, man! Now I have to places. try to figure out if we can make sure that whole thing was in the episode. I was and just gonna say that you need to make the cold open. The yeah, exactly. Make sure we get that as a cold open because otherwise we're just like referencing. Doing the best thing we can do is the callback to pre-episode banter. Um, anyway, so um, I appreciated uh, Chris. I think it was you called out Melissa's dish for seeming delicious. Could have been Kyle. No, I don't remember. Anyway, the point is Melissa won two in a row. In fact, Yay! so very good to have um, somebody mention that because man, yeah, she is. As Tom pointed out, she's won most of the challenges so far. Um, yeah, I'm here for it. I'm yeah. I'm loving it. It's so I'm, rad. I'm yeah. Vibing. Yep, I'm, oh, she's just. She Although just seems she's so not nice. part of Padma's Angels, which like I don't know. Oh yeah. It took me a while to realize just like what a bizarro like teeny tiny selection of the ladies on the show that like group is. I don't yeah. know why it took me so long. I just like spent the rest of the episode being like, well, they're also not one of Padma's Angels. Like, what is happening? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> well, I think those those were the angels. They're Padma's Angels because they're also the fun like. TV referencing uh, yeah. female contestants. Like I, c- I could not picture Jen Carroll being. I like, was just gonna say, can yeah, you I'm, I'm an angel Carroll too. I'm a angel pose. <laughs> but it's uh, it's just kind of bizarre that they're like. I mean, the dude energy is a lot, and then there's just like the three of us, and we're the only women. Like it's just yeah. confusing. Wait, what happened to Melissa <laughs> and Jen and yeah. and Leanne and, Leanne. and, Leanne. and, Lisa. and like, Lisa? So many competitors. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's true. That's very, it's very fair. Uh, but at least, uh, at least we get to see somebody like as delightful as Melissa win again. Um, let's, uh, oh, and then let's get to the elimination. So then Lisa gets sent home. Um, also a tough week for team Lisa. Um, let me ask you guys right now from one to 16 hankies. How do you feel about Lee, about Lisa going home? Five. Five. Okay. That's some hankies. I think I'm still in the one range. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely in the one range because she seemed like she seemed okay with it. And when seeing her in Last Chef, Last Chance Kitchen, she seemed like excited to like be in a cooking Thunderdome. Like she seemed <laughs> to be like really thrive in that environment. Where Almost it's just everybody two who I don't like on the show, I like more in Last Chance Kitchen. I don't know what it is about it, but most people win me over in Last Chance Kitchen. Hmm. Do you guys feel that way? Yeah, I, I yeah. can see that. I like get a, a little time to shine. Yeah, yeah a little looser. It's weird though because like I like I like people going far in Last Chance Kitchen, and then when they get reintroduced onto the show, I'm sort of yeah. like, ugh, I don't yeah. know. Like, I don't you, know, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kristen is a notable exception because I felt I felt a lot of feelings about her getting booted off. But yeah, like, of course, there's just uh, yeah, there are just times when people come back in, and I'm like, but you didn't, you didn't get like kicked all the ways that everyone else got kicked and i like kind totally. of resent you for it it's yeah it's, it's a very different path that they've gone through and so it feels weird that they got to skip all of that stuff in the winner's bracket yeah. um i 
was going to say that I couldn't find any hankies, but then I remembered that it meant that Malarkey was not sent home for his cheese uh, plate, and so I have four hankies, but it's just for him staying. <laughs> I, uh, I, I liked Lisa's vibe, so I, I think it was maybe like a, yeah, like somewhere between a four and a six hanky situation, oh, just because wow. I was like, oh, I like was excited to see more from her, and I don't know, I like the, I like the people from the earlier days because i feel like i didn't just spend a whole lot of time with them and their whole show oh, that's interesting yeah mm-hmm. nice to get reacquainted as opposed to being like no i i know i know and she's an interesting things. example because she was things. never on the show before so it's the only time you get to meet someone for the first time in, well, in your no, timeline got- <laughs> in my timeline she really got the villain edit on her season and yeah um so it was I would have liked to have seen more of her on this season too. Yeah, we didn't yeah. see. I should rewatch her, Chicago. Rewatch Chicago in general. It's an incredible season of television. Um, I some super of the best interested in that for sure. Yeah. Um, the um, she we didn't see a ton of her on this this season at all. Actually, despite my um, like misgivings about her, she was like never in the top and never in the bottom until this episode. So she's just she spent three episodes in the middle and then lost. So. That is kind of, I guess, I also two hankies for her putting herself through this for not a huge amount of reward. Um, but she gets sent on to uh, Last Chance Kitchen, uh, which we will talk about in a moment. But first, we have some letters to get to, so let's crack open. That's right. That song means it's time for Megan's mailbag. We're going to crack open the bag full of mail that Megan owns. Megan, people can get in touch with you by sending emails to mailbag at packyourmics.com or on Facebook or Twitter. Megan, what's in your bag? Well, we heard from a couple of vegetarian listeners. Nice. Uh, So Bridget wrote, yay, a challenge for the vegetarians. I still think it's weird how gourmet veg food focuses so much on vegetables when so much of great traditional veg cuisine is all about highlighting greens and starches. It looked hmm. like the chefs were a bit limited by the market, but it also seems weird to me that they do vegetarian when they do vegetarian food on Top Chef, it's never dal and rice, ma pao tofu, hmm. or veda pav, but corn soup and tomatoes with melon. Yeah. It does mean it's lighter. I mean, it does mean that this, is, uh, if you ate 12 courses, you would not be as, uh, as full as if you were eating all. Like, if there was like seven pasta courses, it'd be a pretty filling tasting menu. Very true. Yeah. You guys yeah, have any thoughts on do, that? I think it's more to do with the season than anything, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I totally agree. Like, it, it sort of continues pushing forward this largely, like, Western-focused fine dining thing that, yeah. that Top Chef tends to focus on. True. Because um, that's what the world champions. But, like, I think it it's almost like if you're in California and it's late summer and you don't do a produce focused vegetarian challenge. That seems like a weird waste of the environment that you're in in a, totally. in a different way too. Yeah. I would love to do, if they film this at a different time or if they even did just like another vegetarian challenge, it would be so cool to highlight traditional predominantly vegetarian cuisines that don't get a lot of fine dining attention. Yeah. Um, but I just think that has more to do with them, like trying to highlight the California of it all than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think the fact that this was a farmer's market challenge that happened to be vegetarian is a, is a more accurate way to frame what they did here as yeah. opposed mm-hmm. to a vegetarian challenge at a farmer's market. Like, you know, because totally. I feel like a lot of the things are like the cool thing about a lot of that vegetarian cooking is that it can be done with pantry staples, which is amazing. And like, it, frankly, it's the way that like we cook at home a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, it's a different it's a different lens. 
Mm-hmm. I there, the only pasta was was Karen and Tom actually said I love whenever somebody makes pasta, except that when he saw uh, when he saw Joe Pasta making pasta, he was like, "Ugh, you're making pasta again." So. I don't know. I feel like maybe Tom only likes you making pasta if you haven't done it recently. Well, I, I thought if he you had deploy it tactfully with some thought as opposed to being like, guess what my thing is again. <laughs> <laughs> In last year's kitchen, he actually he said, the, uh, I like to make pasta, pa- I guess. <laughs> yeah. I guess you can say I'm a pasta guy. Sorry, Kyle. Go ahead. No, he talked about the the freshness of it. It was like yeah. he, he likes pasta where you don't taste the pasta. It's where you're tasting like the actual ingredients that are around it, too. Like so many... Pasta dishes are like a sauce on pasta, uh, and it's just like that. I I love pasta, so I don't care. But like you're tasting yeah. that a lot. But that was a dish that seemed like it used the pasta to complement the produce. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, we also heard from Hannah. Hi, Hannah writes, "I was so happy for the Packer Mike's vegetarians who got to watch Yay. a fully vegetarian oh. elimination challenge." Thanks, guys. Thank you. Um, and the chefs didn't even complain. You can't eat it. They were like, yeah, we love vegetables. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, 100%. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Also, I'm really vibing this Stephanie Karen Nini friendship. Mm. Stephanie's dry humor, uh, plus Karen's badassness, mm-hmm. plus Nini's sweet sincerity is what I needed in this, in this dark quarantine timeline. Yeah, I do. Th- I think the fact that they're excluding people is weird. On the other hand, I still enjoyed them. I think they're all fun. And I, I've been kind of on the fence about Karen, but it made me like Karen more that she had cool friends. Yeah. But I think most we all know where I stand at this point. I'm not going to comment. I just, well, <laughs> I, I also feel like, I think I, Megan and I were discussing who we thought would actually be our friends, um, who would like, like, would be the most fun to hang out with and be our friends. And I feel like, uh, I think Stephanie Seymour might be the only person who would be like okay with being our friends. She'd be the top. She'd be like fine with us. She'd like us. You, Wait, me and you just, specifically. Just, yes. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, there's other people who I like. Like I would really like Gregory to like me, but I don't feel like he would. Um, I, I don't get yeah. along well with ultra runners. Yeah, exactly. Like I, it's like I like him, but he might be a little intense to hang out with somebody like me. Um, but Seymour just seems like she'd hang. She seems like she'd be all right with us. Wait, that's what Gregory would think about you? Yeah, as we're not intense oh. enough. Mm-hmm. And hmm. he's intense, and he'd be like, these people, ugh, no aspirations. Soft. Yeah. This is really Alex's self-esteem on display. <laughs> yeah, you got Alex's self-esteem <laughs> corner. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, the, the truth of this, and I'm just realizing, I thought of this earlier with the Kelly Clarkson meet and greet, is like when people fan out at other people, I get uncomfortable, even if I'm not in the interaction. So mm-hmm. like I blacked out when Karen started talking to Kelly Clarkson because I just didn't want to know. Like, yeah. so it just feels so inherently awkward to me. Yeah, totally. That I just like, I can't, I can't. So well, the idea of trying to befriend any of these people is like, not blah. saying I would try. Nope. I'm just saying like, uh-uh. if we were like, like hanging out, who would our personalities actually jive with? And Seymour is the one who said she wanted to fan out about everybody because she liked them from TV, but would never say anything. So doesn't that seem like she's on your side? Uh, yeah, we have the same attitude, which means that I feel like we would just like, like magnets. We would just shoot across like, <laughs> away, away. Wait, like, what if you just turn yourself it. around though? Then you shoot towards each other. No, I don't want to do that. Okay. <laughs> magnets work both ways. Kyle, I think you and Kevin would be friends, right? Oh, 100%. If I had a shot, like we'd be brothers. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys, knife block. Did anyone? I just realized that world's fastest knife block. The biggest, the beefiest knife block of all. (laughs) Yes. It's like 150 percent knife block. I love the super knife knife block. It's uh, holding 12 knives, but also they didn't they didn't do every single person holding up their color. They're just like, go to the knife block, come back and get in line. I I wanted more variation on the knives as well. Like I wanted to be like, you want a pairing knife? Yeah. Yeah. one is like no. a boning knife, and it's really long and weird. <laughs> One's a Bowie knife. Uh, no, no, I was thinking more like uh, <laughs> uh, there's people going around. That's not a knife. That's a knife, and it's like it's just going like bigger and bigger. Uh, but no, I was actually thinking like I want like I don't know, maybe like a first course, second course. Like I want like more like I want the knife to like to control more of their fates. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I I kind of like that because the discussion over who takes what course always feels a little bit. Um, unfair to me. It always feels like someone's getting like some people just make decisions and then you have to deal with it. You don't get to actually have a discussion. So people just call things really fast. And then, I don't know. I just don't like that element where there's no clear leader and no one's making the final decision. So just whoever is um, least interested in compromise gets to do that dish. That's the juice of the reality lemon, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's gotta be good. (laughs) Spawn con for lemon. Yeah. (laughs) Make it a comeback. Hadn't, hadn't paid us in years. Mm hmm. Uh, Becca writes in with some thoughts about Lisa. Um, Mm. Becca writes, Mm. I was disappointed to see Lisa go. I was here for the Lisa redemption tour. And I thought Brian phoned it in, creatively speaking. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. If you want to get me on your side, you're going to be like, I think Lisa has more to give, but also I want to get rid of malarkey. It's like, oh, well... I don't know. I'm kind of back in neutral. It is like, it's like a beat with Aeoli. I'm back to neutral. You know what? Or clarification. Was uh-huh. was Becca referring to Brian Voltaggio or Brian Malarkey? You know what? I the funny thing is, I assumed she was referring to Brian Voltaggio, and I was like, oh, I didn't think he was not creative. Um, I why. Because I forgot yeah, I that Malarkey's first name is Brian. Also, yeah, yeah. I, I or why in the in the email? Oh, oh, because uh, 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 Voltaggio does the why Brian, and, uh, and there's Malarkey an I goes the I. Yep. An as in why Brian? Why? Brian Malarkey, which is I, Brian, me. <laughs> oh, it should be the other way because it'd be I, Brian, is in like the Apple produced robot. Uh, um, but thin. <laughs> did you say that's good, but thin? No, I said that's good, but they didn't. Oh, they didn't. That's true. Because um, yeah. I think uh, responding to a joke as being thin is very funny. That's, a, that's, like, that's like a newspaper thing, right? Where it's like, this story is thin. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, yeah, you're like, this is the joke's okay, but there's not a lot of substance to it. Yeah. <laughs> I got to give a shout out to J number one. Hey, Jay. Uh, Thanks for um, another fun uh, knife blocked uh, series. Um, You can see that on our Facebook page. And on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um, Jay has been sending us his web comic knife blocked for a couple of seasons now, whenever he wants to make fun of me. Um, And this was about Lisa not appearing in the, uh, not being in my memory of season four. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. a fun episode of Knife Blocked. Alex's Thanks, conspiracy Jay. theory uh, of Lisa. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, Alexis wrote in. Uh, prediction. The chefs have to face off against the winner of the season they didn't win. <gasps> and this is any reason to bring back Little Volt. Oh. 
Um, I love that. You know, I was remembering that yeah, they was, actually did this. There was a challenge in like that. The last All Stars season. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it was last All Stars. And and Little Volt was there. Yes. Um, the I want to say that was outside. I remember it was being outside. Hot. Yeah. And so Little Volt was competing against Mike Isabella. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. I, w- I would love to see that again. Though, That's fun. definitely a good thing to pull yeah. back. Yeah. Was there anything else from, I'm trying to remember if there's anything else from season eight that I want to have them revisit as an all-stars challenge. But yeah, that was a, that's a clever one. I do wonder if some of the winners would say no, if there are calls you don't answer at this point. Um, if you want, cause like one of the best parts of winning the show is not having to go back on the show again, probably. Yeah. Yeah, so. but if you if you like the people and like you want to hang out with Tom and Padma and like you yeah. just opened up a new restaurant and you want a little little bump. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's or like you thrive off the competition. Schmoozing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um yeah, I I definitely enjoy that. We have a Facebook post from Jane. Mm-hmm. Uh Jane says I take back my previous prediction for the finale. <laughs> Uh, instead, I'll, I'll, I'd be super upset if a season 12-er, uh, Gregory or Melissa, isn't there till the end. Oh, yeah. I have to totally agree. 100%. Um, both, of, both of those folks are, are in my heart. Both of them are also doing very well so far. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's been, I think that's the reason for the low hanky counts, too, is like we've got some, we've got some heavy hitters, both emotionally and currently they're doing great in the challenges. So yes. we're feeling, feeling strong. Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> Jane also writes, this was another somewhat surprise elimination to me, edit-wise. I'm really worried about the drama between Malarkey and Leanne. Oh, yeah. Do we think this is going to be an arc in later episodes? Yeah, we barely talked about it. There's so many... Um there's so many things that we didn't get that we forgot to bring up, but yeah, one of them is uh, that Malarkey threw Leanne under the bus. Well, do you guys think that he threw Leanne under I the bus? Think he had think some he, word vomit that yeah happened. he couldn't and exactly not, he couldn't yeah. restrain himself and he I think thought better of it halfway through but it kind of gone too far yeah, yeah. I think but, it went well, off the rails and it's not to say that he's not responsible for his own like crazy like musings and whatever but mm. I do think he was like trying to do a decent thing and then also just like kind of messed up in a lot of ways yeah my feeling maybe I'm alone in this is that Leanne kind of like set him up. Because she was saying, oh, I didn't finish my dish, which was kind of her fault, right? Like she'd run out of time. Especially because they compared her to Melissa where Leanne had seven people helping her and Melissa was just calmly by herself finishing her dish. And then she was kind of blaming this like, we all know who this is, but I'm not going to say who like (laughs) ruined my dish. And then I can see why he would feel a little defensive about that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah that was a it was an awkward situation for multiple reasons for sure, mm-hmm. and I I felt like and if anything I actually sort of appreciated that Brian like went in starting to take responsibility and being like I thought I was helping yeah <laughs> and, and I'm I, so sorry if, if I, I was the, the reason, reason. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. like the fact that he was actually like if I am the reason that this didn't come off well I apologize mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he just went a little further than that it, and that was yeah. a great look. yeah it felt like a weird it was definitely not a standard throwing under the under the bus uh, hmm. where there's a little more like like I don't know vitriol uh, I wasn't really sure how to like to, to parse it all out it felt it felt it felt confusing I just kind of, I was like you know what I'm, I'm not I, I don't have time to under, un, un, untangle this this web so I'm just yeah. gonna keep on keep on That's going fair. I will not That's... look under this ugly hat <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, we don't we don't have to check onto the bus see if anyone's under there. We'll just let it let it drive on. And also, Leanne seemed like she was gonna drop it too because I'm sure if she said anything else to him, they would have found a way to televise it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and That's it, it seems like she was just deciding to hold her tongue. And who knows if it'll come back later? But I also feel like this these these chefs are all like they've been here before they've seen how they were presented on television before and they also all know each other you know and they're a little bit older and more established and i'm sure some of that i mean the pressure gets to everyone right but i wouldn't be surprised if there's less fighting of that sort of ilk throughout mm-hmm. the season just because they've they've got other things on their mind right now watch mm-hmm. this be like the most dramatic restaurant wars ever and like someone like gets in a horrible accident and they're all just <laughs> screaming at each other and table. <laughs> i hope that doesn't happen i love drama free stuff yeah me yeah. too, me yeah, too. So far, the the amount of flare-ups in this season have has been like almost none and i do feel like you know people like it seemed like this was a great example of that like yes this was like a a sort of unfortunate communication, but then ultimately it felt like people were taking time to cool off and not be like openly crappy to each other. I, I also feel like though in his historically on the show, when malarkey helps you finish a dish, it tends to be trouble. And I can't give you the receipts for Ooh. that, but I'm confident. No, the, uh, the grill challenge, for example, um, in the first week, that was true. Well, he did tell, he tried to stop, I think it was Leanne also from pouring oil on it or no, it was yeah. Leanne. Oh yeah. He tried to, he tried to stop, uh, was it uh Seymour from pouring the oil? I or, think it was, no, Leanne. it was Leanne. Oh, it was Leanne. It was Leanne again. And he also told Joe, Pete, uh, Joe pasta that it'd be really great to make a creamy flatbread. Yeah. He did ruin, he did kind of tank Joe, well, but I feel like also just like if he's finishing pour, your you know, physically dish, pour the flatbread. Yeah. Cream. cream no, he didn't. And he didn't do any finishing on that, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I did, mm-hmm. but I feel like there's been an, at least one episode where he like was helping someone finish and didn't season something properly. I don't know. Also, mm-hmm. just that reminds me, I do want to like I really like Leanne and I want to see her pull out of this tailspin because she's been on the bottom a bunch and, and doesn't look like it's happening next week. Frazzled. Oh, yeah. Oh God, I'm so mm-hmm. stressed. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know if this is the time, Top Chef. Yeah, I don't have any bold <laughs> predictions because I feel like sh- I would make a a uncomfortably bold prediction about next oh. week's episode. I my actually I do have a bold prediction which is primarily that like there's a scare but it's just a scare. Yeah. And like it's uncomfortable for people to like have to continue cooking after the scare, but also I think the scare does not result in any like bodily harm. It's just like a ooh that was scary. Well, well there's Mom never been a single there's never yeah. been something on the show that the people making the previews for the show couldn't overblow or directly mislead us about. Yeah, so exactly. Previews are almost guaranteeing that something didn't happen the way it seemed. And if, God forbid, something bad did happen, I don't think they would put it on the show. I no. have to think that there's some ounce of, like, <laughs> human compassion left in the reality television world. Absolutely. Yeah, the magic elves are, they are human. They've got those those well, roomy sweatpants. I'm sure they have some compassion in there somewhere. <laughs> Where do you keep your compassion, Tanya? <laughs> in my pockets. <laughs> oh. And that that is the answer with the magic elf shrug. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, check my sweatpants. <laughs> All right. Finally, we have a, a short comment from Alicia uh, with a with a suggestion for us. Alicia oh. writes, will this episode be called Here Comes the Malarkey Express? Oh, that's a good, that is a solid one. With, as in re a bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and 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 he still has he has managed to put on some sort of a show every time. Um so the Monarchy Express he always 
uh, it's always just around the corner. It's like a train peeking around the corner, ready to. I know that doesn't make a lot of sense. sense. Yeah, ready to pounce. That's not how trains work, but in this dimension, (laughs) it does. It's weird. I don't know that trains don't work that way, Alex. (laughs) I don't know about you, but this train is ready to pounce. (laughs) In this, you guys are in a different universe. In our universe, trains are very sneaky. That's their main thing. That you think of about it. Um, all right, so let's uh, uh, thank you so much for the mailbag, Megan. You can get in touch with Megan po- uh, by sending mailbag at uh, packyourmics.com and also Facebook, Twitter, and on our website, packyourmics.com. Quickly to wrap things up, first we got to check in with No Chance Kitchen. Um, so Joe Pasta faces off in his third last chance kitchen uh, against the newly eliminated Lisa, who gets a chance to. Um, make up for her deep fried Brussels sprouts by doing a fryer only challenge, a hundred percent fryer guys. Um, uh, which sounds kind of exciting, except Joe was not excited about it because he is quote, I guess I'm kind of a pasta guy. (laughs) So he was the last person to find out, find that out. But I got to say really about Joe though, is that, um, somebody sent us last week, the, the YouTube video or two weeks ago, the YouTube video of Joe playing, that um, cooking game on Switch. Overcooked? Cooked. And I watched it, and it made me like him so much more. It was pretty charming. He was so charming on it, and now I decided I like Joe Pasta, and I don't think I did before, so I was really excited about this episode, and then um, it didn't go great for him. Well, he saw a great burrata. Thought he maybe put tomatoes on the side of it. See how that works out. (laughs) I gotta say, this is a new thing I didn't realize I don't like looking at, which is people cooking things in, like, saucepans in fryer oil. oh my god uh, I did just think about cleaning that oh god yeah the outside of the pot is covered in oil it's just so uncomfortable for me yeah. where do you put it when you're done oh yeah. no <laughs> i just i had no idea i would have such a visceral reaction yeah to it that was visual. that was uncomfortable it was clever though um agree yeah if also, you're not the one cleaning up that's a, it, it, was, it was very effective i could definitely go for some fried cheese i'm okay with it mm. And I think that I mean the, I know it's TV food and I can't eat it. But. <laughs> That's the closest you came to nibbling gently on your TV. Yes. <laughs> the fried cheese look good. Also, I thought the tomato and corn jam sounded way better than his original plan, where he was going to make um, a sweet potato puree. And also, I liked him switching gears in the mid in midstream. He did a good job. But anyway, apparently Lisa's deep fried pork chop when she wants to fry it, not when you recommend frying it, turned out much better. Yeah, no I did problem like there. The, yeah, I like that she like just she was like, you guys. Yeah, stop it! I know I what I'm doing. Totally got this. Yeah, yeah. She's like, <laughs> she's like, I. This is what I do. You basically are playing right into my hands. You know. Also, I liked that she was making a traditional Jewish holiday feast of pork chop. Yeah, right. That was adorable. Yeah, well, yeah, with some with some bonuses. I think she didn't realize that till the coffee. I know. Came. At first, I was like, "Is I don't am I? Did I miss something?" And then, like one of the um, interviews, she was like, "Oh, I guess I did do pork for this." <laughs> and then she was really embarrassed. It was very funny. Yeah, uh, and I'm sure that was good too. I do obviously enjoy a either a fritter or a latke, whatever it was. Um, yep. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and and Joe on his way out says, "Next for me." I think I'm going to make some pasta. So you just really staying on brand. If you find what you love in the world, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. So I'm happy for Joe. But it was sad for Megan, who had boldly predicted that Joe was going to go all the way and win the championship. So, you know what? It's not over. (laughs) (laughs) Joe's going to go compete on what would Tom do? Beat Tom. It becomes what would Joe do? 
And then he gets to be the judge of Last Chance Kitchen, where he says you have to cook against me. He wins. He goes back on to Last Chance. He's the winner of Last Chance Kitchen. He's on the show. He wins the show. Exactly. Oh, yeah. he, he's the Tom Now dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's solid. I like it a lot. Did you guys watch What Would Tom Do This Week? We saw no. the first. We saw the one. We didn't. There was only the one available on the app. Um, In my, or our timeline. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were on the website. They had it. They had finally the second one. So they didn't do episodes two and three, but they made one for this episode um, where Tom made his um, vegetarian meal, and he. Uh, it was less, it was less wacky and actually a better recipe. I thought this one seemed like a good recipe, but he made um, he made some fresh pasta and. Uh, and then he, but then he made it was fresh pasta with these big mushrooms, which seemed like if your goal is making what you would have for the challenge to just cheat and say in your world, the mushroom guy shows up. Well, in his timeline, yeah. there were mushrooms. Yeah, there were just mushrooms in his world. So, in his universe. All right. Um, we've already gotten our bold predictions out of the way. So, any closing thoughts, any final thoughts you want to take away from this? Besides, we've talked a little bit about next week already. So, we have that covered. Any other bold predictions we haven't gotten into yet? Does anybody want to rearrange their bracket for the top? at this point it's very sweet that you think i've remembered anything i've said about my bracket <laughs> yeah, you know i did no, think i yeah. should write I'm them still, down and then i didn't yeah i'm still uh melissa for the win that's mm-hmm. yeah i mean yeah right now for sure i mean we we I, I know we were very supportive of it we're very happy about um uh gregory so the fact that he's been doing well yep. has been nice yeah yep. you know what i it's too hard <laughs> Like I want, I really, I really want Melissa to win, and then I also really want Gregory to win, and it's like it would be hard for him to come in second again. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's a little too hard. Yeah, Yeah. and I also want Eric to win, and they can't all. I think this is why I want Joe Pasta to win. Is just because then it's just wacky and there's no rhyme or <laughs> reason to the universe. Yeah, I need them yeah. to zag on me in like a very like strange way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, the, I guess the, the, the not predictions, but things that I'm hoping for upcoming. One is that I've been a fan of Jen Carroll and been let down two seasons in a row. And she's just not really been a huge presence this season so far. She's not, she's not been amazing. She's not been bad. Well, she um, got the oopsie edit this episode. Yeah, she got an oopsie at it, and then it turned out fine. Um, yeah, exactly. So I just cashew, want cashew butter doesn't matter. That's why. Yeah, it turns out <laughs> <laughs> who knew cashew you know butter what? not it's that important. Never mattered. Yeah. It's so expensive. Um, the, I just want her to do better. So I want something for her. I want Leanne to pull out of this and do better. Um, I want to see some great things from both of them. And also, you know, I, I like. It's interesting. I really like Stephanie Seymour, and I think she's um, she's been on the bottom three times, but all three times were on. I believe, or at least two out of three were on team challenges where it didn't feel like she was the reason they were on the bottom. Right. So I feel like she's probably had an emotionally difficult few episodes despite cooking pretty well. So I'd also like to see her get a little bit more um, top recognition. So I guess I just want everyone to do well all the time except Brian Malarkey. I, I, I'm going to take a bold prediction that's the counter of uh, of, of Megan's where oh. Tom mm. gets off of what would Tom do, realizes he's actually the best chef beats everyone in last chance kitchen then he takes home the prize and that's like sort of like that's the twist ending uh that we were hoping for the zag where actually tom is the overall all-star you know yeah he's like why have i never been crowned top chef (laughs) clearly the best one here (laughs) (laughs) i love that and it's because he's an ep it's sort of light embezzlement when he gets the prize money Yeah, he's and we always say at the final judges table, if Tom is on your side, you've got it. So yep. Tom's he's got that side. judge in the bag. I'm gonna give it to me. 
and all the judges, all the judges are just Toms from other timelines as well for the for the oh. finale. <laughs> Dad sweater all- Tom, readers oh, Tom. Yeah, uh, just got I'm off not the boat, angry. Tom. I'm disappointed, Tom. Kentucky Ooh, Derby hat Tom with hair. <laughs> Sunshine tops of feet, Tom. Yeah. Oh no, Beach Tom is so fun. Yeah, I want. I like this a lot. I like. I do like that he like starts the show where he does the challenges, and he's like, "Wait a second, I'm great at this. I think I'm good at cooking, guys." This, I didn't is, realize. this is how I would have done it. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm very excited for that. If that happens, we will talk about it on Pack Your Mics. Please send us your, uh, your your questions and your comments and your bold predictions. We are always looking for more. We will be back again next week with a new episode talking about the incident. So please stick around for that. Um, and thank you guys so much for listening. Um, somebody, uh, I can't remember who now, one of the pers- people who was in the mailbag sent another email like at the last second saying that they like the idea of a rewatch party and listening in on the podcast. Becca. Becca. I um, and I... Um, I guess I actually might email right here and verify that. Um, yep, it was Becca. So I, I like that idea a lot, too. So if you're going back and listening to old episodes, obviously we can't add you to the mailbag, but we'd love to hear that you're enjoying it, at least. Um, so, um, yeah, keep in touch. We'll talk to everybody soon. Um, great talking to you, Sarah and Kyle. Hey, thanks for having us. Such a good time. I'm glad you guys are feeling better this week. Um, <laughs> thanks for joining us, Chris and Tanya. Yeah. Absolutely. Good luck with your uh, cinnamon rolls, Chris. They came out looking great. They are smelling strong. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Congratulations. And Sarah and Ezra and Bubble Guppies, um, thanks for hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Maya wants a lollipop. Yeah, good luck with the rest of your Easter that you don't celebrate. Yeah, she wants a lollipop. (laughs) (laughs) I think she deserves one. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know you do. All right. Well, uh, I'm Alex. This is Megan over here. Let's go finish our Easter. Yeah. Um, we'll talk to everybody next week. Chris. Oh, wait. Sorry, Chris. Really quick before we go. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pack up your mics and stay home. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Sorry, buddy. Huh. Um, in this universe, you do not win. Dang but if it. you want to start your own show, what would Chris do? You're welcome <laughs> to do your own spinoff of it. Weird. Okay. <laughs> you will end up winning the whole show that way. Just, just a you can't spoiler. lose except for the very fun guest you have um, who might win instead. Anyway, uh, that's it. I'm sorry you didn't do it this time, Chris, but you you can come back for Super All Stars in ten yeah. years, where only people who have been on All Stars seasons come back and compete. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys next week. All right, <laughs> bye everybody. Uh, we are out. Bye.